0: Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well being, and so much more. Not only do I do one to one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener. But you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice. This is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hello everyone and in today's episode we're going to be exploring is burnout still an issue and what can we do to prevent it. So I know I've been on a bit of a break but I'm back now um, and I'm hoping that these episodes will be back to being weekly firstly before I get into the episode but this is an episode that I feel is not only important, I think is essential, guys, is the word I'm going to use. Um, I've decided to do things a little bit differently, though, just because burnout is a topic that not only comes up with pretty much most of my professional women clients that I work with, but also the other thing that I've decided to do is I've decided to share snippets from previous episodes. Some of them are interviews, some of them are my solo episodes. I am also going to mention some other episodes that you should go and listen to based around this. And there are some particular reasons for that because I think it's very, very important that if you are going to look at burnout and if I'm going to help you with burnout in this podcast, I'm really, really honest with you about the fact that this has been an issue like for a long time and it's not something that is new and I think for a lot of people they baffle themselves by thinking oh burnouts do burnout doesn't exist I don't have burnout and when you do that and I'm laughing self-deprecatingly you're in denial about the fact that burnout as long as you're in the workplace and as long as you have a business and as long as you are working burnout is an issue and our kind of relationship with burnout and what kind of burnout looks like in 2023 has changed. And so what I'm going to be talking about firstly in the first section of this episode is I'm going to be playing you some very small snippets from past episodes and going through some of my thoughts of what I think about those snippets and then telling you, you know, why you should possibly go back to that episode if you haven't already listened to it. I'm then going to kind of break down a little bit more about what's changed in 2023, possibly look at some patterns and then look at some solutions to help you move forward so that you can prevent it. So why don't we get into it? We're going to now talk about it. I'm going to play you a clip from an episode that was in season one, actually. And this is this has been listened to quite a lot, this episode, and it's episode 13, five tips to help you move forward with burnout culture. And within this very, very short snippet, I'm talking a little bit about kind of some of the symptoms, kind of some of the things that come out when you are feeling burnout, burnout and what that actually um, looks like. It feels like when you're, you've gone through burnout and you're feeling so overwhelmed, because literally when I would come home, I then have to go on my laptop and check my emails after I'd come home and I'd have to reply to at least a dozen of them. It was so overwhelming. I would then cry on my sofa, my cat would cuddle me, and that used to be pretty much my trajectory for at least, I would say, 80% of the time I would work there. And I wouldn't enjoy going to meet up with my friends, in fact I avoided it. I wouldn't enjoy watching my favourite TV programme or spending quality time with my husband. So anything that you used to once enjoy doing... That you're not doing anymore is what I would say um, is something to be quite um, cautious about here and in general being snappy feeling stressed feeling really like you can't just like you can't handle anything and just being very very irritable and um, this is where I want to say that it's very very important that if you think that you're showing symptoms of stress Um, that you really do look into what you can do to get some support. But I'll talk about that more when I get to the tips. Um, Number four, negativity in general. So this links in with um, maybe not getting enough sleep or maybe feeling irritable a lot of the time or not feeling uh, mentally that great about yourself. So I wanted to play you that clip from um, the episode because I was going through not just the symptoms, but some of the things that come up, you know, lack of sleep, negativity, irritability. Um, The example of when I was really, really um, burnt out at work, and I would just like come home, put myself on the sofa, cuddle my cat, not kind of be in the right frame of mind. These are all very, very classic symptoms of burnout. And there are a lot more symptoms, and I go through them a lot more in that episode, if you want to go back and listen to that episode. But I do also want to say that it isn't a one size fits all for everyone. Some people end up having headaches, some people, um, you know, actually have physical um, ailments as a result of burnout. Um, And if you are stressed, so if you've gone from burnout, and you're being stressed, it then can end up in a state where you mentally are starting to suffer from anxiety and depression. So burnout, can have, you know, some quite serious consequences if it's not dealt with at the right time in the right moment and you're not getting support. You know, you've not spoken to a doctor, you've not spoken to a counsellor, you've not had any help or support from someone. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to kind of go over that clip very briefly. And, um, you know, there's a lot more literature and there's a lot more things that you can look at. But for the purpose of this episode, I thought that was a good starting point for us to reflect and go back on. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play you a clip from um, episode um, 24, where I actually spoke to um, Lizzie Benton. And what we did is we had a look at the importance of workplace culture and why we need to talk about it. And this particular clip is in linking with burnout because I asked Lizzie kind of her perspective on, you know, burnout culture in the workplace and workplace culture and how that ties in. And she speaks here a little bit more about, you know, leaders being able to shine an example of this and also the um importance of us you know not appearing to always be so busy so um take a listen of this clip and i will um, give you some more more kind of further insights into um why i felt it was relevant to this episode um today What do you think then? Because burnout is another hot topic that kind of comes up a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> You're nodding your head, especially with the <laughs> women that I help, and especially I'm sure with a lot of the people that you help in the workplace. Izzy. I mean, what do you think employers can do to help with anyone who is suffering from burnout? And why do you think it's taken such a long time for people to recognise it's actually a problem in the mm-hmm. workplace more than ever?
1: Definitely. It's one of those things where, again, as a society, we have a really bad habit of mm. seeing busy, um, and you know, oh, I'm so. Everyone always says, oh, "I'm so busy." <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's like a badge of honor, isn't it? You mm. know, um, we we have to say we're busy, but unfortunately, I think it's really doing us a disservice because being busy all the time and, and constantly being, well, I always say human doings rather than human beings means we're, we're often just completely frazzled by it. And, you know, we don't just fill our work lives up with stuff. We fill out our, our lives up with stuff as well, you know, all the demands and responsibilities. And it, I think as well, and I mean, I'm, I know social media has a lot to blame for these days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I am going to say social media is also in the mix because, you know, there's so much pressure to live a certain way, to have a certain lifestyle, to look a certain way. There's never been such a time, I don't think, where we're under so much pressure from each other to, Mm. you know, live up to certain expectations. And that can also make us do things we don't really want to do, join clubs, go to the gym, whatever it is we're not really enjoying, but we feel like we have to be part of that. Mm. So I think a lot of it sort of stems from this societal kind of pressure big time. Mm. But then I also think that within a culture, again, it's it's looking at the work that you put on people and also recognizing the kind of hours that people are putting in because I, I mean, I know I spoke to, it's funny, I, I spoke to a, a, a operations director a few weeks ago mm. who said to me, oh you know i tell them all the time to take a lunch break you know because i said you know are they using their lunch break this is really important time and he said i tell them all the time to use their lunch break but they never do it and i said do you take a lunch break oh no but i've got all this stuff to do i was like well there's your answer your Mm. team are not going to take a lunch break if your leadership aren't taking a lunch break Mm. Uh, you know we we feel like that's um you know and almost like an unspoken expectation yeah Yeah. so if if all if your leadership are are eating their lunch through their work Mm. it's almost like oh gosh we should all do that too Mm. so unfortunately it's an unspoken expectation um, and it's those types of things that people don't even realize they're doing in the workplace
0: so I think in particular that clip is quite insightful because The workplace culture of an organisation is very important when you're thinking about burnout. And there is a lot of really interesting things that Lizzie said there, you know, the whole process of happening to always be busy. We have this mentality of if we're not actually doing any work, we're not being productive enough. And we've spoken about this on the podcast before, like, you know, with episodes where it's all around like working smart versus working hard and we've also got to really really realize that just because you know work is maybe a little bit slower or you're not burning out maybe that's healthier because maybe then you need to be working on a different project or you need to be working on something where you're reading more and learning more there are all sorts of types of learning. The other really really interesting thing that Lizzie said is this pressure that we all feel And if you work for a very, very big organisation that is quite corporate and there's a lot of kind of shiny veneer behind the social media image of what that company looks like, then you may be pressured into going to certain parties or doing certain things and then projecting that on social media. And social media does have a little bit of a role to play, I think, in how we view ourselves. And I think a lot of the time, if we are not celebrating and showing people what we're doing on LinkedIn we're not working hard enough and you know we're not um, in that kind of work hustle mentality and this can also lead to burnout because then you're then projecting this image of oh must work harder must do this must do that and so you burn out the other um, thing that I think was very very interesting there is that sometimes that pressure can come from you then wanting to have a promotion so you keep on you know busting your gut to get a promotion and to do all the things but if you're not being productive how is that how is that going to even happen and the example that lizzie gave about the manager who wasn't taking a lunch break and you know none of her team were, is that thing around leading by example if people you know who are in leadership roles are not giving you the time and space to have a lunch hour or to have breaks you know, then you're going to feel like, oops, if they're not taking a break, then maybe I shouldn't be taking a break. And if that is the kind of culture that you're working within, where breaks are seen as, you know, not good, where you're seen to be, um, you know, having to stay at your desk for two hours, and then maybe you're allowed to go to the bathroom, or you're allowed to have a coffee break, or whatever it is. It should be that where whatever kind of workplace you're working in right now, in order for you to not be burnt out, you have adequate breaks. And if you're working from home and you're having like four hour Zoom calls or team calls, what measures are in place so that you aren't being burnt out? And I think it's important to address all these things. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually play you a clip. Um, from another episode, episode 40, how dealing with burnout and unhappiness at work can lead you to a um, new career path. And within this clip, um, I actually um, have a clip where Elaine, the guest that I had, because this was another interview. And in this clip, basically, Elaine is giving you guys some kind of tips around how to deal with burnout in the workplace. And this episode was actually recorded just right before lockdown. And the reason why I'm doing these episodes sequentially based on the um, podcast is I'm going to be diving into a little bit how The Great Resignation has impacted on it. So just so that you stay tuned, because you might be thinking, why is Shoma playing you those clips? But there is a reason behind it. So please keep on listening. And what advice would you give to anyone who is like going through? burnout that's the second right question. okay sorry
2: um yeah
0: and i'll just gonna say
2: um we had this conversation just before we yeah, started recording yeah. we're recording right in the middle of um this nightmare of a coronavirus mm. pandemic and we are we at the stage where we we're about to be come into a a lockdown what we're assuming so I think now more than ever burnout or overwhelm or stress is so prevalent Hmm. in our society we're going to see a lot of people struggling and not just because of the fear of what's happening but being stuck at home and you know the uncertainty around work and finances and when will life get back to normal yeah. so it doesn't matter what is contributing to your stress um burnout or or stress or whatever you want name you want to use it is it, something that's affecting all of our society in, in many different guises so a bit like i was saying earlier that the best way really to deal with it is is to come back to taking control of what you can control hmm. and you know like focusing on you and what you need and not in a in a way that's um negating other people but sometimes you just need to take a step back to process to breathe ask yourself what do i need why am i like feeling this stress what am I not giving to myself how can I give this to myself um if you need time out take time out tell people how you feel you don't have to be perfect and Mm -hmm. seek help okay like we don't know everything like we try to be very stoic in this country Mm -hmm. Like I was so ashamed and like I just felt like I was the only person going through what I was going. How could I be like 30, 31 and be suffering with IBS? And I was a failure with work. I was a failure at my job. Everyone else can cope. Why can't I? Mm. And it stopped me telling people and speaking to people about how I felt. Um, And, you know, if I hadn't gone for or gone to the doctors and seeked, seeked out some help, I'd like, I don't know where I'd be today, but Mm. And even today, I still work with coaches. So, you know, like I believe every person on this planet should have a coach because, yeah. whilst we like it's not getting the answers from somebody else, but when we're in a state of burnout, stress, or overwhelm, you cannot see the woods from the trees. Like I said earlier, the the stress hormones are affecting your functioning of your brain. You're not thinking straight.
0: But if someone's going to ask... That particular clip um, from Elaine's um, episode, what's really, really interesting about it is that it was recorded just before we went into lockdown um, in March 2020. I think it was literally like a couple of days before, ironically. And I love some of the perspectives and some of the advice that Elaine gave in that clip. Some of the key things she said, you know, like when we're feeling burnt out, often we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling like we don't have any control of our situation. So what is it that we can do to have control of that situation? And taking a step back, you know, from that, and allowing ourselves to understand why we may be feeling in burnout mode and close to stress, because there is a direct link between burnout and stress. And I've said this in some of the other um, things that I've been talking about within this episode, there is a direct link there because if you do not address your burnout, it will lead to stress and it will lead to a lot more serious consequences. And actually just talking to someone and getting that help and seeking that support. Because one of the key things that Elaine said that I've seen with my clients and I see time and time again, we're talking about these things. Um, it's this shame of you know just trying to be a superwoman or a superman and trying to do everything and um, just try to like manage it all when we can't always manage it all? Sometimes we need help and support from other people, whether it's a career advisor, you know, getting help from them, a counselor, a doctor, whoever it is. And Elaine said something that was really really impactful that I want to share. Direct quote: "Everyone else can cope. Why can't I?" Right. That thing where you're seeing everyone else is managing in your office, you're seeing everyone else managing your job. Is it just me? Am I a failure? And there's a little bit of maybe imposter syndrome that comes up there. So, you know, all these things are really, really key in thinking about um, not just burnout as a whole, but also the fact that a lot of these things have still come up (laughs) um, post pandemic and before the pandemic. It's, it's, It's not new kind of tying in with that now, I'm going to actually play you a clip from an episode that I actually did around hustle culture. And the question was me asking, you know, do we have a hustle problem? And um, although um, episode 65 is like, basically a season two episode, I want you to reflect when you listen to this clip and just think a little bit about how the hustle culture problem you know on in some measures has possibly become worse after covid and you know that has led to the great resignation but i'll talk a little bit more about that when i play um one more clip for you and i go over some other episodes that you should go back and listen to a lot of the women i work with and what i mean by this is i see this overriding pattern of women saying yes to everything (laughs) and By doing that, you're going to burn yourself into the ground. So, for example, if you're working in a job at the moment and you know you have to work on a project and you have a deadline by a certain day and then your manager or someone else comes to you and goes, can you also do this for me? And you say yes to that. So you're managing this deadline, plus you're doing that task and you say yes to it, plus then someone else says, can you do that? Then they say something else. And then you've also got to do your daily, everyday duties. You're going to be feeling... Burn out by this time, and again, hustle is linked to burnout. You know, and I've done an episode around this, and I've spoken to a lot of guests about burnout as well previously. If you are not addressing your triggers in what makes you get into that hustle mindset, then you're never going to be able to get out of it. And as I said, this episode isn't about me saying that you don't have to work hard, of course, you've got to work hard, but you don't have to work yourself into the ground, at the detriment to your health and emotional well-being. So address your triggers. Figure out what it is that stresses you out. So for me, the word hustle kept on coming up a lot during 2020. Like when we were kind of in the midst of COVID, and this particular episode was actually recorded in December 2020, So towards the end of kind of the first year of when COVID was happening and, you know, many of us were still in lockdown and people were still working um, towards the end of kind of Christmas. And the thing is, is that the hustle culture problem is still a problem. I've even done a video about it um, on TikTok. Um, there's a very very good article in BBC Work Life where they were talking about this and um, I will put the video in the show notes so you can quickly go and have a watch of that video but it is a common problem and there is a pattern that I see that I've spoken about in this clip with people especially the women I work with saying yes to everything (laughs) you know you know, you have a deadline, you know, you need to focus on something, but you're saying yes to other work. And so in a way you're becoming not productive to do the work that you already need to do. And it's that lack of boundaries and that lack of not being able to say no to things and being a yes person and just saying yes to extra work because you think it's going to help you get a promotion. You think it's going to help you be the shiny you know, employee of the month at your office. And all this stuff is really, really damaging. And it creates this kind of hustle culture, which then leads you into burnout, which then gives you this hustle mindset of you've got to work hard in order to be seen, you've got to work hard in order to be appreciated, etc, etc. I see it time again. And I see how damaging it is. And I see how not only it's affecting people's productivity at work, but also it's affecting people's mental health. And it's affecting the quality of work when someone is talented at work. And yet companies promote this kind of thing, a lot of companies. And this is why you need to speak up if you want to be good at your job, but you also want to work hard. There needs to be a fine balance. So you know, what I said in particular, the exact words is, you know, not don't don't work yourself into the ground, because these are all classic symptoms of burnout. And I even mentioned here about addressing your triggers. Everyone has different triggers that cause them to feel burnt out and stress. And what I would advise a tip here is to make sure that you keep a little notebook where you know what your triggers are. So for example, for some people, if they know they're drinking too much coffee when they're overworking, that can be a trigger. Another trigger could be um, that when you know you're taking on way too much work, then what can you do? Have a word with your boss, have a word with your supervisor and say to them that, look, is there any way that this you know work can be shared with someone else? Or is there any way that I can perhaps do that later? Or What can I do so that I'm only working on this one day a week? So addressing those triggers and understanding, but I would actually suggest having maybe a, um, a burnout diary or journal and understanding what your triggers are. So now what I'm going to actually do is there is one more clip that I want to play um, to you guys. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about, you know, more of the tips. I've given some tips here, but I will be going a little bit more in depth with some of the tips and some of the patterns that I've seen in 2023. This particular um, episode is episode 140, so a bit of a bigger gap. (laughs) Um, So we've jumped all the way to season three. And that is how to deal with the Great Resignation and Burnout Culture with Sarah J. um, McElroy. And this was recorded in September 2022. And so we talk a lot more about how the Great Resignation has impacted on people leaving their jobs and burnout culture within this episode And I'm going to play a snippet for you of this episode where um, Sarah talks about some of the perspectives that she's seen because she's done a lot of research and she's written a book about this. But also what was really, really insightful in this clip is how the burnout culture to a level, to a degree has got worse post pandemic. So take some time to just listen to this clip burnout and overwhelm come to mind I mean have you yes, seen yes. a little bit of of that since the great resignation and the reason why people might might be quitting or do you think that there is a deeper thing before that because just before you started you you, you said to me that you know I've been doing this work for a while myself you said to me yeah do you think there are patterns of this that were always undercurrented and always there but we weren't actually you know Admitting to these
3: things.
0: (laughs) So, I think you hit the
3: nail on the head with that one. Absolutely. I think there have always been, or at least in in recent times, as hustle Mm. culture has really become embedded in. The, the way that we work. And we'd really push this idea of having it all, especially onto women. So having it all at work and at home, and it just takes a uh, balance and you can charge the boardroom and break through the glass ceiling and all of the things are possible. I think women had been sold a real bill of goods and we could feel the... Almost like an earthquake when the tectonic plates are shifting and you have that pressure and that energy building, and it's going to eventually have to discharge. I think the pandemic was that perfect, uh, kind of storm of all these things yeah. happening that allowed the um, the cracks and the fissures to really show in what we were doing. So, I 100% agree that we've been feeling that for a long time, but until it was okay and everyone around the world was collectively, we were all collectively uh, questioning what we really needed to do work wise. And did it have to be that our personal lives fit into our careers or could it possibly be the other way around? It was almost that permission piece that gave us the chance to, to ask questions and to be more thoughtful and intentional about what we wanted. So I definitely agree that that's been a huge part of the buildup to all of this. But then burnout, you were spot on with that. So Deloitte did a survey of 5,000 women from 10 countries that released a few months back. And they found that more than 50% of those women intend to quit their jobs within the next two years. And that number actually skyrockets to 90% on a five-year horizon, which that is just mind-blowing. Those are sound the alarm kind of numbers and the the number one reason cited for women wanting to leave was burnout more than 50% <laughs> of women in that survey were saying i'm i'm burned out and were rating their me- their mental health as either poor or very poor which mm-hmm. it's really it's very disconcerting and discouraging to think that 50% of professional women would want to walk away because they're struggling that much. And so I think it's a real opportunity for us to take a hard look at what we're expecting of women in the workplace and what we're expecting of ourselves, even the pressure that we're putting on ourselves to have a career that looks a certain way or a life that certainly looks a certain way or a family and to come back to ourselves and really what matters to us most. or matters most to us because what we're doing now isn't working. It's burning us out. It's making us sick and it's making us unhappy.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when when you were talking, I was just thinking about the fact that for me personally, a pattern that I've been seeing is that people are just saying no (laughs) a lot more. Yeah. No, and they're saying that these are my boundaries now. You know, I have a family or I have these care commitments or I have this and I love my work. But I'm not superwoman. So if you want to go back and listen to um, Sarah's episode, please do so, because it was a very, very um, interesting episode to listen to, firstly, is what I want to say. But if we look at some of the things that were mentioned in that clip, I actually asked her, she was talking a little bit about the great resignation and just a little bit before that. And then I was asking her, you know, were there already these patterns of burnout culture? And she kind of said, yeah um it's just we weren't admitting them and then you know there's these patterns of hustle culture as well embedded into our work culture and this idea of having it all this idea of breaking the glass ceiling and you know you're able to be a mum and you're able to have it all at work and this kind of fallacy that has been given to women so that they can build an amazing family life have 2.4 children and then you know be bossing it at work all that kind of stuff and that's also put a lot of pressure on women and the pandemic what Sarah said there, she's talking about, you know, like, has been this energy, has been this storm that's tidal waved. And I've seen that with the women that have come to me, with the clients that came to me in 2020 and beyond. More of them feeling stressed, more of them feeling burnt out, more of them questioning what Sarah was talking about there. And asking themselves and giving themselves that permission that wasn't there, there, that permission peace. And not feeling ashamed to quit, but also not feeling ashamed to be like, you know, what? I'm going to change things up at work a bit. I'm going to have a portfolio career. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And also what was really surprising, but wasn't surprising to me, is what she was talking about with that Deloitte study where the number one reason where people were quitting is because of burnout. And pretty much all the people that come to me, as I said, like at least 90% of them are burning out and they're not looking after their health. And then, you know, what she said about in the survey, mental health being poor, these are all linked to our career happiness. And we all know this stuff. But if we look at the context in 2023, it's still a problem. It's not gone away. And what we're doing currently, what Sarah said, isn't working. And, you know, um, I said that I'm seeing more and more women say no. And that is true. But there are still a lot of people who aren't saying no because they're afraid of their obligations to paying a mortgage to being a mom to all of those things and to um, you know disrupting the discourse of being professional at work etc and the other thing I said there is about you know we're not we're not super women we're not a superwoman. these things are all really really um, interesting patterns and I actually found some recent articles for 2023 that highlight some of the issues around why burnout is an ongoing problem. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that now. I'm not going to play more clips, with the clips. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that and then I'm going to give you some tips of what you can do if burnout is an issue for you right now. Before I actually get into um, the um, articles that I would advise you to read, I do want to mention some other um, episodes that are going to be relevant to this topic that are worth checking out for you guys if you want to find out more about burnout and you want to just learn a little bit more and have some examples of burnout in real-time situations. So episode, um, I've gone through episode 13, five tips to help you move forward with burnout culture, the importance of workplace culture with Lizzie Benton, episode 40, dealing with burnout and unhappiness at work um, with Elaine, hustle problem, um, and also um, the episode with Sarah, Sarah, and um, that being solely around the Great Resignation and Burnout Culture. So these are all the clips. And I'm just recapping this and reviewing for you guys as listeners so that you have the correct information. All the information is going to be in the show notes as well, guys. So please go check that out. But some of the other ones i just quickly want to mention is episode 80 um, with Kath Curry. And she actually talked about what happened to her. She literally fainted at work and she was pretty much exhausted from her work situation and the burnout led her to redefining and creating her business. So go check that one out. Um, Episode 86 where I talk to Layla Tato and we talk about stress and well-being and like career happiness and how that links into your well-being and we talk a little bit about some of the practices and some of the things that you can do holistically to look after your well-being so you're not stressed, you're not burnt out And um, the other one is episode 108, Three Ways to Cope with Work-Related Stress. This has been one of the most downloaded episodes of the Career Happiness Podcast. And this was actually recorded in April 21. So kind of a year after the pandemic, but I could see a lot of people feeling really, really stressed at this time. And the other one um, that I would advise as well is episode 117, Three Ways to Cope with Career Fatigue. Also, really popular, and this is pretty much th- an episode that I recorded, um, like I think at the beginning of um, 2022. <laughs> so, I don't know what's happened in terms of like this being so popular, but it has really, really had this impact, I think. And, um, I think it's fair to say that people's mood around work and the pressures at the beginning of the year is often quite overwhelming. Um, So now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to mention some of those articles that I found that you guys probably will find quite interesting. So Forbes wrote an article literally in February 2023. And it's the new outlook on burnout for 2023, limitations on what managers can do. And it goes through quite comprehensively. And this is A lot more about American workplace culture, but I want you to take note that some of these patterns do come up with the women I work with. And also I've seen some of these things happen whilst I've had all these conversations on the podcast and, you know, just talking to people. So the beginning of the article, it says over four million American workers quit their jobs every month in 2022. And poor mental health is rocketing at 70 percent of the C-suite with the weight of the world. So it sets up a little bit of a picture and then it says here that most significantly in America, 40 pre, 43% of middle managers reported burnout. So it's going through what happens with middle management. And I've spoken about middle management with Haley Lewis on the podcast and, you know, you can go back and listen to that episode But um, they go through a little bit more around work dress and job burnout and why it's different. There's a bit more stats, there's a bit more information, what business leaders can do. There are some good tips there, and I'm going to be giving some tips in a minute, but I just suggest that you go and read that because it's quite informative. Um, This other article from Shift the Work, which is a blog, top five things you don't know about burnout in 2023, was also really interesting. So, for example, one of the stats was, Number one, over 33% of people are burnt out. And some of the uh, things that they actually quote here are exhaustion, feelings of energy depletion or emotional, mental and physical exhaustion, cynicism, mental distance, alienation, feeling of negativity, those symptoms that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, and reduced professional efficacy, ability to produce work at the same speed or quality. And this is what I was talking about with the productivity guys, the productivity or the lack of productivity because you're burnt out, because you're stressed, there is an impact, there's a direct impact. And, you know, there's a little bit more of an analysis around why this is a big deal. Um, People in the age range of 18 to 24 are experiencing the highest rate. And this article was written in January 23. That is quite scary to see, to be honest, Um, The 25 to 34 is 43%, 35 to 44, 42%. And it goes down a little bit um, with the 45 to 54, but not a lot. It's 33%. And there's a little bit more information about how people do not feel supported by their organization, even though they are burnt out. And, you know, there's things of feeling like they want more psychological safety, a higher sense of belonging, being supported by their organisation. 57% of people who are burnt out report being less productive. So this is, remember what I was talking about, and 47% 47 of people who are burnt out report producing local work. And that's not all. The state of the workplace burnout. So there's a few kind of, there's like even more of a report there if you want to go and read that. And that's what's written at the bottom. And the last one that I want to quickly mention is from Mental Health UK, where they talk a lot more about burnout and the World Health Organization. And I may have referred and mentioned something like this before, but this is more about UK. And this is from 2020. 46% of UK workers felt more prone to extreme levels of stress compared with a year ago. And some of the things that they've said here is why they are so concerned about burnout is because it's leading to that stress and that stress is not allowing people to be happy at work. So there's a lot of links here. Now what I'm going to do in this part of the episode, because I've mentioned those articles, I've gone through some of the clips, is I'm going to give you some some tips of what you can do to prevent burnout and what you can do to really, really think and feel forward. Because I guess <laughs> burnout is still an issue, guys, Is the uh, is the question answered here. But what can we do to prevent it and, you know, what is there moving forward that we can do to keep the conversation going around this um, there is one more article, but I'm not gonna go through that with you. It's more so an information piece from stylist, signs that you're struggling with worry burnout and how to heal it. That's quite an interesting one if you, you know, want to take a little bit more of a pragmatic approach and perhaps you're renting or you're worried about where your job is right now, that could be a really, really good one for you to just go off and read. But the tips that I'm gonna share now with you are quite practical, but I also want you to also holistically look at some of the things. That work for you as a whole. Because remember, when I'm doing this podcast, I'm in your ears, or I'm maybe on a a speaker in your kitchen or a speaker in your car or wherever. But I'm not there physically in person. So I also want you to really, really reflect on what's going to work for you. Because this isn't a, you know, a cookie cutter approach. This is an approach of a not even a one size fits all approach. It's an approach where you need to start thinking about ways of knowing what your triggers are, like I mentioned before, but also understanding that if you're in denial about burnout, you're never gonna be able to fully understand what's causing you to be stressed. And if you're always in that flight and fright flight flight, flight or fright mode, you're not going to be able to switch off and you're gonna have to find ways to slow down. And we spoke a lot about this with Deepa Sapra when we spoke about yoga. And, you know, how stress and overwhelm is actually causing a lot of people to feel out of control of their own emotional um, kind of thoughts and feelings. So go back and listen to that one if you want to get more of a kind of holistic a kind of calmer approach before you come back to these tips. So some of these tips that I'm going to share with you and it has always already been covered a lot by some of the other clips, but I want to repeat it because I think so many people do not do this. So many people are in denial about burnout. And the first one is talk to someone and get help. So when I'm talking about talking to someone and getting help, I'm not saying go and talk straight away to your best friend or go and talk straight away to your partner or to your manager just straight away think about the approach that you're going to take to this if your work is being directly impacted by the burnout then go and talk to your manager of course think about if your manager is doing anything to help you if your manager isn't doing anything to help you go and talk to HR if HR are not going to help you What are you going to do to get the support that you need? And is your job making you miserable? And is your burnout leading you to not produce the quality of work that you want? All those things that we've spoken about today. If you're in a situation where your mental health is being really affected, go and talk to your GP. I cannot actually repeat that enough. Elaine mentioned that in her clip that if she hadn't spoken to her GP, she does not know where she would be. And I know that if I hadn't gone on and spoken to my GP and I had a business coach at the time, I don't know where I would have been. So you've got to open up. You've got to be vulnerable and share. And even though people now are talking much more about their mental health, people are still hiding and people are doing what Elaine was talking about, thinking they can cope and thinking they can do it all. No, do not do that. <laughs> Please talk to someone. Please get some help. And also, you know, if you are really, really in a vulnerable place, There are a lot of helplines and online services so that you can get that mental health support. But first and foremost, go talk to your GP before you even think about that. And don't let it get to a place where it's so bad, where you are just on autopilot and your health is deteriorating and you are not seeing your friends. So all those things about the isolation and everything that I've mentioned, do not go there because you need people around you in order to recover from burnout. So talking to someone and getting that help is really important. So that's the first tip. The second tip and way that you can, you know, prevent it and make sure that you're not letting burnout get to you is to review your work situation. So if at the moment your work situation is out of hand, a lot of people have left and, you know, you are a specialist in your field and all the pressure is being put on you. you got to have a conversation with your boss and your team and say to them that, look, I can't work like this. What can, you, what, can I, what can you do to help me so that I'm not burning out? And how can we share the workload? And if we can't share the workload, what is it that needs to be a priority for this month? So reviewing your work situation and having a real conversation with yourself. So if you know that you have certain triggers, like I was saying around the deadlines, not being able to say no, what is it that you can do to review the work situation so you're preventing burnout, future burnout? And bearing in mind that when you know you're on the cusp of burnout and you understand what your triggers are, you know what to do next time and I think it's very important that when you're reviewing your work situation you're also thinking about externally how projects are going to be affected but also talking to clients and saying that you know we've lost a couple of people this has happened that's happened this is what's going to happen now etc but making sure that you review your work situation and you have discussions with your organization. Number three, what can you change? So this is a really, really important thing to think about. If you know that you are prone to being a workaholic, and you know, I want you to have a serious conversation with yourself here. Because remember, not only hustle culture is embedded within our workplace practices, we also need to be able to see what we can change. And when I'm talking about what we can change is like small things starting off with Making sure if you're working from home, closing your laptop before six o'clock, making sure that you turn off your work phone if you have one, not having email on your personal phone, your your work email, so that you're not tempted to reply to emails at, you know, 12 o'clock on a Saturday night, for example. So having really, really essential boundaries in place. So that when you know that you're on the cusp of burnout, you're not allowing yourself to be burnt out. So think about some of the things that you can change, some of the patterns. If you are working hybrid at the moment and you go into the office two, three days a week, what is a reasonable time for you to cut off, for you to finish, for you to have some boundaries in place? If you're a mum listening to this, what are the boundaries that you put in place to make sure that you are still being there for your children and you're also being... Productive at work, and how are you voicing that to your um, team? And what are you doing to make sure that you are aligned with that so you're not being burnt out? So, think about that. Number three, what can you change? And the last tip is the number of hours that you work and you know what you need to do. So, whilst I'm recording this, I've just done a post on LinkedIn today around how, whilst I've returned to work. I'm doing it slowly, guys, I'm only doing one to two hours of work. And you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, it's okay for you, you're self employed, you can do that. And yes, perhaps in practice, that may seem that way. But there are a lot of people who are freelancers and who work part time, who have a set number of hours. So they have to be really, really, really concurrent with how they work, right. And so if you have a contract where you are set a number of hours that you need to work. How is that a tearing every day? What does that look like? Is your company extorting you? And I'm going to say it, is your company taking the mickey a little bit and actually saying, no, 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 you can work a bit longer here or you can do this or you can do that. Know your rights here and make sure that if you know you need to work a number of hours per day and it's in your contract that you are doing that. And what do you need in order to do your work effectively so it's not affecting anyone else in your chain of command or anyone else with the work that you need to do so be savvy about this because if you know that you know you've worked beyond a certain number of hours when you haven't got an important project or deadline then why are you doing that why are you allowing yourself to burn out and why are you allowing yourself to be in that hamster wheel and hustle mentality So number four is very preventative because it's allowing you to know that if you start your um, day job at, let's say, eight o'clock in the morning and you finish at six, that you are working and adhering to those hours, but you are sticking to that and that you are allowing yourself to have those hours. And then if suppose you are ill, you know, and I'm talking to all the people who have chronic illnesses here for a minute and are prone to burnout, i.e. me, (laughs) What have you done to say to your manager or to say to your team, how can I transition slowly? Because actually, you know what, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do the full six, seven hours, not because you're being lazy, but because you physically need to take care of yourself. Can I transition of three hours a week? And it's the same for the women who are returning to maternity. And we spoke about this with Lizzie Martin. Think about... Practices you can have whilst you return to work when you're going back after maternity. You have a right to be able to voice these things, and your contracts also are very, very key and important to this. So, I know that I've covered a lot in this episode. But I didn't want to do an episode where I was just merely talking about burnout and if it's still an issue and not have evidence for you guys. I wanted to have lots of evidence. I wanted to have lots of things for you to ponder on and think about because it is still an issue. It's not gone away. And if we think about what's happened in the last three years since COVID, there has been a change of shift of us speaking out. Definitely, number one, in terms of patterns. So people are going, nope, not doing that anymore. Or, yep, I'm quitting my job because I want to go and do this, and that's all great. However, the other reason why it's still an issue is because whilst working from home, we have ended up having this blended work lifestyle. And so our family lives are merging in with our work lives. And then we don't have a chance to switch off because we're getting all our emails and all our work at home. So how are you going to switch off? And so the idea of burnout has changed because... Burnout has always been there, it's never not been there, but it's now in our homes. (laughs) If you work from home, a majority of people do work from home at least one or two days a week. If you go to the office, maybe that boundary is still in place there, but it's still an issue because people and companies haven't changed their perspective on helping people cope. You know, those stats that I shared with you from that blog around things that you don't know about burnout in 2023, not feeling supported. So even when sometimes people are speaking out, they're feeling as though, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't speak out because I'm going to look like um, the really, really odd person here. Or I'm going to look like the really, really awkward person here. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. So burnout still exists. I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to try to help you guys as much as possible. I've helped my clients a lot with this. And I want you to remember... That it's important that you address what your primary triggers are, but also what you know causes you to feel burnt out. because the power of saying no is very important, but it's much more than that. It's about communication. It's about speaking up. It's about having a voice for yourself so that you can self-advocate for yourself so that you know that your team is supporting you. And if your team isn't supporting you and if your company isn't supporting you, you know what you need to do. All right. Simple as that. But you need to be strategic about that as well, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've got any questions, please do email me at shoma at shomagosh.com or at shoma at Mentor.com. And I know this is probably a bit longer, but I know that it will really, really help some of you people who really need to listen to this right now. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.